Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Leftovers Podcast with Derek Kramer. I'm going to say a stupid thing right now. Pudding. Where's my money? Frank R. Curry. I didn't say run through a wall. Do it again? Okay. And Kyle Powell. The Sabres were actually in a playoff spot for the entire year. On WGR550.com. Oh, yeah. That's a new intro right there. Thanks to our boy Matt Young. Yeah. Putting that one together for us. This is the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. No Kyle Powell, sadly, today with the start of this new intro that we got here. Uh, that's pretty dope stuff, though, mm-hmm. from uh, from all of us. Peak A-plus quality content that you get when listening to our show. I forgot that it was like a year ago that I said probably the dumbest thing in all of podcasting. And you did it just to spite I did. Skip Bayless. First off, Skip Bayless can go to hell. Well, yeah. Every day of the life. Yeah. Every day of the life. Can I English words? Why doesn't your mouth work? Title of your sex name. What? Anyway. <laughs> an innocuous start to the show. I don't care. Speaking of Skip Bayless, dumb things, you know, words that he always says. Pudding. <laughs> no, that's words I said. Yeah. That's not, that's not, he wishes he came up with something that great. Once again, where's my money? So that was a fun little thing to revisit was uh, finding out that, oh yeah, a year ago you said this, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, I did. (laughs) So there's that. We've got some interesting stuff, obviously, here today um, with the game two of the Stanley Cup final. Sabres fans got... An interesting taste of maybe the fact that there's actual smoke to Jeff Skinner and the Sabres getting a deal done. Like, finally, we're getting something along those lines where we're hearing that. Because for a while, we've all had the, like, most of us have had the confidence that this would get done. Yeah. It was just you weren't hearing anything outstandingly positive for a while. Because, well, the Sabres were looking for their new coach. And they were but to close the year. But the thing is now we have a new question that we have to talk about. How much is too much? Do you feel like you might be paying too much for Jeff Skinner? Because this is the latest from Jeremy White, his, uh, his super secret saver source. It's just fun to say. Yeah. But it's that $72 million gets this done. Sabres are at 66 to 68 but the gap is closing. So if you're not a math wizard like me, that's around 8.5 to 9. It is. Eight, the Sabres are at 8.5. 72 million would get it done be nine. is 9. And I'm not a math wizard, by the way. I just... Needed some time to bring up the calculator and see what I had just typed in. And that's also coming off of Bob McKenzie yesterday saying it's close, it's not done yet. And he all, but he also said around eight by nine, nine million for eight years. Is nine million going to be too much for eight years? It depends. Like, it depends on how Skinner plays. And I it, I, I think the reason the question comes up is because it's so close to what – it's two things. It's so close to, to Eichel and his contract at $10 million. And you know that Skinner's not going to put up the number – the points, the total points that Eichel will. Eichel's a point-in-game player. Skinner's not. Skinner had one of his best years last season. 
and that's sixty, and that's and that's in the sixties in points. That's why people are worried because it's a twenty point gap, and you're going to pay this guy at most a million less than your than your franchise player. So I think that's that's where people are worried about it. But at the same time, that's what the market's dictating. Mark Stone just got nine and a half from Vegas. Mm-hmm. But Mark Stone. Mark Stone's also like one of the best wingers in the league. Yes. And he's absolutely deserving of that money. But does that make Skinner not? That's my that'd be my question. Plus, once again, the it's that's how the market dictates free agency. Yeah, but at the same this so, is why remember when Mark Stone signed that deal and that made me real nervous? And you were like, don't worry about it. Skinner is probably not going to get Mark Stone money. Yeah, he's not going to get Mark Stone money. He's getting pretty close, though. It's It was going to be close no matter what. It was gonna be, I thought it was going to be eight. No, I was never thinking that. Like When I told you that, I, I was saying he's not going to get nine and a half. But it's going to be close to that. Because here's the thing because that you got to look out because for. Because you got to remember, that's what the mark, because that's what the mark is dictating. And also, you you also you got because a lot of people don't tend to look at look at that when other players sign their contracts who are also UFAs. That's going to impact what the, what players are going to sign. So you have Mark Stone who signs his contract this year right after right as he gets traded to Vegas for nine and a half. You have last year Evander Kane. His $7 million deal with San Jose. Now, that was only for seven years. Mark Stone's for eight. So, because Skinner's in the same, will be in, would be in the same UFA as Mark Stone, he's going to get eight. He's going to get eight years. You also got to look at Artemi Panarin. You got to look at Matt Duchesne. You get, well, not as much Matt Duchesne, mostly Artemi Panarin. He's the number one, he was going to be the number one winger on the market. Even if Mark Stone made it to UFA, even if Jeff Skinner made it to UFA, we know this. So, because Mark Stone got nine and a half, you know our Timmy Panarin's getting double digits now, and that was apparent. But now it's all now it's confirmed. Once Mark Stone signed his contract, so you knew Skinner was going to get less. How much less was the question? And it's not surprising that it's only that it's at most it's going to be nine million. It's really not surprising when you dive into it. When you look at Evander Kane signing his extension last year, when you look at even Blake Wheeler signing his extension um, last year as well, his is a little over eight million, and that's only, but that's only for like five years, and that's because he because you know he's also older. But Skinner's entering the prime of his career right now. He's twenty. He's what twenty seven. Twenty seven. He be he's going to be around 34 35 when the deal is up anyway. And at his with the with his style of game, dude can still play at that age. He would he'd still be able to. I would agree with that. I'm I'm not So about- it's it was always a matter of for me seeing Mark Stone sign his contract meant that was the absolute upper limit for Skinner. And Kane's last year was that's the that's the floor. It's going to be somewhere there. The one thing that people are going to be worried about is can Jeff Skinner continue to do this? Skinner put up a career high, or tied a career high of 63 points last year. Career Came high. Up with a career best 40 goals. Yep. In a contract year. Yeah. Here's the good news. So that. Here's the good news. Hmm. Skinner's tied that career best 63 points mm-hmm. twice beforehand. Mm-hmm. Both of those times. Not when a contract was coming. It's the 40 goals. Well, guess what? 2016-2017, Skinner had 37 goals in 79 games. I think one of the biggest things, too. The big thing is that Jeff Skinner is consistently a, at the very least, consistently a 25-goal scorer per year. Yeah. And you've seen, now this is the fourth time that he's hit 30. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's had some injury years. There was a shortened year too. In so the shortened you could year, skew, he had you 13. Could skew, and yeah, thirteen, and that's in how many games they played? Forty-two. He played. 
42. So, I mean, that that's more so in the 20s for that year. But that's still he's still good for 25. Plus, you got plus. I think the other thing that no one really talks about that much is cap percentage, because I think I think that is looked at looked at more so than what people think. It's, instead of just the number, how much percentage the cap of the num the how much percentage of the cap does the number take? Okay, hit me. So Ben Matthewson actually just tweeted this: If Skinner signs for nine million. Of an $83 million cap. Now, this is also assuming that the cap ceiling is going to be $83 million next year, which is the report of what it's going to be. So, if you go by that, and he signs for $9 million, that's 10.8% of the cap that Skinner takes up. And that's at the time of... And the cap percentage only works with at the time of the signing. So, whatever the cap ceiling was when that contract was signed. So for example, Jack Eichel signed his extension his ten million dollar extension in the last year of his rookie deal. So in twenty seventeen. What was the cap ceiling in the seventeen eighteen year? I'm sorry. I I got lost for a second there. That right. well, that's the question. Well, that that's what it because would be. you had me looking for it on Twitter, and the first thing I saw on my feed is that someone set himself on fire and then predictably died. Okay, sorry to throw this off. But what, if you're looking for the cap, hit what of- was the cap ceiling? The NHL cap ceiling in the seventeen eighteen season. So last year. Well, two years ago, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, was was this was this was the was third last year. year. Well, this was the third that was last year. year. Sure, <laughs> I'm going last year is like last season. Okay, so eighteen, nineteen. Season. I'm just saying a year ago though it was the end of the 2017-18 season. Okay, but what was the cap ceiling at that time? Erm, give me a second, because you take that. And you go with Eichel's $10 million extension. And that's what the cap percentage is going to be. It was $75 million. It was $75 million. And Eichel's eight years, $80 million extension takes up 13.33% of the cap. Because that that's what because that that's what it is at the time of said signing, so that's what's going to be looked at as well. Because I recall Evander Kane's cap percentage, I think, is around a little over eight percent from at the time of the signing from last year. Mm-hmm. Mark Stone's is, I believe, around eleven or close to it. In like the ten point eight something like that. So you gotta look at something you gotta look at around is the number probably gonna be eight point five to nine? Yeah. It's the cap percentage is probably gonna be somewhere around ten percent at the very least. So ten percent right there of an eighty three million, that's eight point three. That could be the very minimum, and that's probably what the Sabres were, were trying to do. So, you're probably looking at around 10.5, maybe 10.6. And I think that's where you get to that number closer to where we are now of 8.5, and then obviously 10.8 is 9. That's probably where it's going to end up being. Yeah. Okay. I. Because it's all it all it's all it's all market dictated. The market sets the sets the value. Fine. All right. So at the end of the day, what does that look like for the Sabers then? Their projected cap space right now, twenty nine million. So now they've got twenty million to work with. Yeah. What else do you have to do though? You have to add. 
probably what I would think is hopefully a top six winger. They have both. They have plenty of money to use in free agency if they choose to. Then it all depends. Re- it all depends on what, and they still have to re-sign other guys too. They have to re-sign the following players: Linus Olmark, Jake McCabe, Evan Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and either Johan Larson or Zemgis Gergensen. You bring back both. I'm going to kick myself in the shin. The good news is all of them RFAs. The only U- cost controlled. Yep. The only UFA is Skinner and Pommelville. And I don't know if the Sabres are going to bring back Pommelville on any sort of substantial cap hit, if no. at all. No. If they do, it's like one, one or two million. And, and then that, your minor league system's got to get some touch up, as CJ Smith is. Yeah, up. you'd want to resign. Is up. Yeah. Danny, you want to resign Daniel Regan? Daniel you probably Regan. resigning one of Remy Elliott, Taylor Lear, one of them. You could if you want to. Matt Tennyson's up for a new contract. Stop. (laughs) Probably re-signing Wedgwood. But even then, you're looking at almost all of those being two-way contracts, so it's not really going to affect the cap. Exactly. And also, they're all going to be less than a million anyway, too. Not going to affect the cap that much. Yes. So So hang on. Let's get the trusty, dusty calculator. So we're looking at maybe around a million for all the following players, right? Let's count them down. C.J. Smith, right? Danny O'Regan. Sean Malone. Yeah. Then, uh, let's see, Scott Wedgwood. Yeah. Any defenders that are part of the minor league system that you might want to snag up? Throw Jack Dougherty in there. Jack Dougherty, why not? That's it. All that's right, it. that's five million right there. That's fine, and that's gonna be that would that's gonna be substantially thing, less anyway. Yeah, the thing is, like, it'll be less than five million, but it, it's, it'll probably be. It won't even like I said, it won't even affect yeah. the cap because they're it'll, not. Roster. It'll be less than five million because some players will get around. What is it like nine hundred thousand? Probably. Yeah, eight, seven, yeah, something like something that. Something like that. So, but let's just let's. Assume. I'm just saying those things do add up. Yeah. So now let's say you're playing with fifteen million. You still have to sign McCabe. You still have to sign Allmark. You still have to sign Rodriguez. And then maybe Larson or Gergensen's. Okay. So fifteen million. How much are you giving how much is Jake McCabe getting? That's Based, gonna be huge. That's gonna be huge. Let's look at Jake McCabe's contract history then. It's and, the entry level and then he signed that bridge three years. One point six per season. Was the cap hit? Yeah, it was a three-year, four-point-eight million-dollar deal. Do you think McKay probably looks for two-five? I would suspect I think that. So. I think so. I think the ceiling would be three. Because while his numbers aren't fantastic, he does do solid stuff for you in the defensive zone. The Sabres might play a little hardball, try to shave off half a million because so let's assume McCabe has yet to play a full season with the Sabres. Let's assume then like a multi-year 2.5. So then you're looking at, uh, what is it, 12.5. You have to resign Linus Olmark. Let's say you also give him 2.5. He's less than Hutton, but you're giving him enough to where he can still – he could still be a bridge starter if you need it. I don't think you even need to get to 2-5 with him. Maybe. Because Allmark hasn't really proven too much. Like, he's steady-ish, but it's also ish. Your goal then let's go, the then let's go is UPL, yeah. Lucan, and it's not yeah. Allmark anymore. Yeah. So I don't think you need to really try to go that favorably. Maybe one seven five gets Allmark done. Or one five one point five. I'm thinking one seven five would probably get. All right, so let's assume like then let's assume that now we're at around ten. We're welcome to bad math radio, by the way. Yeah, really. Jesus, what are we doing? Uh, (laughs) let's say Larson signs for one year, one million. Okay. So you're at nine. Rodriguez, give him what two? Two million. Okay. Guy deserves something. Maybe 1.5. 
Let's assume the Sabres go into free agency. I was going to say, you could probably get away with a cool 1.5 because the dude was at a 650,000 cap hit this year and last. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's He got say- more money signing with the team as a college free agent than he did in his second contract. Hmm. I think a cool one and a half gets it done. One and let's a half assume, per season would be more than his last contract then in let's, total. Then, then let's assume that the Sabres have 7.5 going to play with in free agency heading into July 1st. Mm-hmm. Skinner's resigned. Rodriguez, they're all signed. Minor leagues, minor leaguers that you want to sign to, they're all signed. I just learned something about Evan Rodriguez that I didn't know. Yeah? What's that? In any one professional setting, Evan Rodriguez has yet to score 10 goals for a team in a season as a professional. Hmm. He's scored more than 10 goals in those seasons. For example, his first year, he scored one goal with the Sabres, nine with the Americans. He scored four with the Sabres, nine with the Americans, seven with the Sabres, five with the Americans. But he's never hit 10 in a single season with a single team. Because he had nine last year playing all with the Sabres. That's and he a missed some fun, games, that's too. A, I know, but it's but a, that, fun that's fact. a fun fact. Yeah. So you go. Okay. So let's say 7.5. What are you doing? And that's... Well, that kills my Phil Kessel fan club dream. Well, that depends. Probably does. Let's be realistic here. Here, well, we still haven't talked. We still haven't mentioned the one thing that could still happen: Aristolainen trade, and we don't know what that's going to do. I heard an interesting idea from Craig Ravey today. Hmm. Driving in, what if you did a straight? What if you tried to do a flat trade, or maybe the Sabers have to give up a pick for Jacob Trouba? The Jets get a guy with term on an acceptable cap hit. The Sabers re-sign Trouba. Because Truba wants to deal with a different team, probably, with all that holdout history and everything. You wouldn't even need to give up a pick to do that. I don't Winnipeg, know. Truba is probably a little more valuable in these parts than Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, but if Winnipeg is trying to trade him, that already lowers his value because they're going to they're gonna get what they can for him. And if, they, and if they see a team is willing to give them a defenseman that has term at a reasonable cap hit... They they could just take that and walk away. They might ask for like a fourth, maybe, which I think the Sabers would be happy with ponying up. Yeah. Buffalo might even be willing to go ahead and pony up, like say, well, yeah, probably a fourth, twenty twenty fourth, or this year's fourth with the Sharks pick. Sure. You could probably call that dead even on cap exchange with Truba and. Ristolainen. Maybe well, you lose a little bit more per season because no, it's 5.4. Well, because then you still have to resign Truba. That's what I'm saying. Like, Truba's going to get more. Than he's probably going to get more. But a lot more. A lot more, you think? I think he might get seven. So then that loses another two million for you. Around. Well, one and a half. You're at, you're at around six for cap space. Because let's say you're I'd probably stick with around 5. with six million then at that point. Oh, that Kyle but remember, if you're trading for Jacob Truba, you're re-signing him. Oh, I know. And you're probably a team that's wi- – and then you're, that, that means you're a team that's willing to give him a lot of money. No, I know. I'm just saying, if you're at $6 million then, I think you stand pat for now, which is not an answer people want to hear. No, because they still need a second-line center in that case. Hmm. That's where maybe – so let's – I have another idea then. Hmm. Let's say you make that move with Ristolainen. Would you trade the 30th or the 31st pick? Because you have the St. Louis first now. Right. And I let has... be as... Let's be optimistic. Let's call it the 31st pick. Sure. 
Yes, that's Let's opti- call it the 30 Hang on. Something. That's one pick lower. Why is that optimistic? Oh, that means that Boston lost. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, man. The 30 something. Thinking about that. The 30 something pick. 31st pick. Sure. I'm calling it the 31st pick. You do that. I'm calling it the 31st pick because that's what I want. Why do you want one pick lower? What's the difference? Yeah. The difference is that Boston lost. <laughs> Offer that I have a problem. to Tampa. And Dan? Oh, dude, the Ryan Callahan contract. Now, the thing is, with what do you get back? Actually, they wouldn't be able to do that if they have $6 million to work with. Yeah. Unless they only do like a first round pick for like a JT Miller. You'd have enough space to get Ryan Callahan, but guess what that also has to happen? They have to take salary back. And you are See, probably that's where getting Bristol, that's where Bristol Lined would come in. And you're probably getting cheapy Eric Cernak there. Oh, I'd be fine with that. Like that's the thing. No, but no, the thing is is I'm trying to get that second line center. <gasps> oh my god. So my so the idea could be maybe you offer a first round pick for JT Miller. No, 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 I got a better one for you. What? You take on the Ryan Callahan contract. Yeah. And then you get Tyler Johnson. Yeah. But in order to make that move work, you need to give back salary. Yeah. Every Sabres fan will cho- just cheer in the streets if the name Vladimir Saboka and his 3.5 cap hit is attached. Hmm. Yeah. Or if they're looking for NHL defensemen, I have a not-so-shiny Marco Scandella and his $4 million that also needs to come back to uh, help eat some salary to make this trade happen so that you can get rid of the Ryan Callahan contract. Tampa wouldn't do that with, with uh, Scandella. What I'm saying though is that in order to make the trade work, they do have to take salary. But they're also but they're trying to move salary more. Tampa is. But in order for the trade to work, salary doesn't have to be equal. It doesn't have to be equal. You're correct. But it has to be close to the Tyler Johnson deal, for example, if you're going to make that work. I think Saboko just in it just Saboko would would work. No, I know. I'm saying it's either Saboko or Scandella. And if they're looking for it would NHL have to defenders, be. And then, but then, if they're looking for an NHL defender, it would. I think they would rather take Scandella than Saboka. No, they would rather take Jake McCabe. I'm just saying the deal still has to be able to work cap wise. They would rather just take Jake McCabe and not Saboka. Look, I'm or trying ma- to, maybe Matt Hunwick. I'm trying to make people happy. Okay, I know. But it's Welcome to be Bad Math way. Radio. It's not going to be that way. I'm Derek Kramer, and I'm not good at math. It's not that I'm not good at it. It's just I haven't taken it in 10 years. Actual real story. <laughs> you think Saboka, Hunwick, and a first could do it? Do remember in our in our scenario here, we have $6 million. Callahan comes in at 5.8. Yes, I know. But remember, you can be over the cap. You just you have to be under the cap by the time the first game starts. So they could they could be over the cap and then use the rest of the summer to figure it out. Oh, okay, then I'm not that worried. And plus, with Bogosian going on IR. Well, then, yeah, let's go nuts. Um, Bogosian and Pilot are on IR to start the year. Unfortunately, this also means that Vladimir Saboka is not getting traded. Sorry, guys. Well, that that means it could still work. If Who they... wants Vladimir Saboka? Who? Other than Phil Housling, he's gone. Who the Who hell knows? wants Vladimir Saboka? I've got your answer for you. No one. Maybe Seattle. Oh, and got, guess what? No, I got and your answer. And guess what? His contract conveniently runs out for that. No, I got your answer. KHL. Ugh, probably. By the way, I can't wait, this is all going I can't to, wait for next year. This is all going to saying that Ristolainen should be traded for a second-line center. Or Jacob Truba. <laughs> yeah. At, actually... 
new scenario. Okay. Risk the line. Okay. We're, we're, this is. I want to do one more, one more, one more. Shut up. One more. We're in the goddamn. Nick's the wrist line in to Winnipeg. Damn. Okay. Nick's that. Balls. Balls. It's a really cool idea. I liked it from Craig Rave. Balls. <laughs> wrist line to Tampa for Johnson and Callahan. Okay. Jake McCabe. And a first for Truba. You just resigned Kate McCabe to a like a let's say a three year deal. Maybe you throw in a second in there too, or a prospect. And you're talking obviously about the thirty first overall pick. Yes. I think we went way too deep with this. I know we did. So if you were bored, I'm sorry. You come here for stupid things sometimes. But then you and then you yeah, and then you, you stay for Truba. Frank and I coming up with the goddamn rabbit hole apparently. Yeah. We just went down. Yeah. Come for the rabbit hole, stay for the stupidity. Right? Yes. Or come for the stupidity, stay for the rabbit hole. Or get stuck in the rabbit hole. Both. This is pretty stupid. See? Yes. There you go. Case in point. All right, so before my hat explodes, Mm -hmm. I think we need to move on from this. Okay. We went, like, all sorts of confusion here. Skinner's getting a nine. Skinner's getting nine. I'm not loving that in six years. I'm not loving it, but I know that they have to so I can accept it. All right, well, that cap better keep going up. Oh, it will. It's going to. Also, I can't wait for one year from now. Yeah. When the Sabres who will not sign an offer sheet. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. When the Buffalo Sabres give up their 2020 first-round pick to get rid of the Kyle Oposo contract. (laughs) They're going to have to do it. Yeah, they're going to have to. There's still three more years on that thing. Yeah. At $6 Yeah. Tim Murray, step on a Lego. And then do it again. And if you're hungry, chow down a... Tide Pot or something, man. <laughs> Go to hell. Not as fast as Rex Ryan. Go to hell. I think there's one thing that will always be consistent with me. It's that it, somehow my hatred of Rex Ryan rules everything. It's more hatred than anything else in the world. That man wasted two years of the Bills. Yeah. One of the more talented teams we had. Anyway. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's talk about things that make me happy. For the first time in a while, I could say, the Boston Bruins lost a hockey game. And that makes me happy. (laughs) Uh, Suck it, Barstool. (laughs) Wait, why Barstool? Because Barstool got sponsored towels for the Bruins game, game two, and they lost. I have my problems with Barstool. I don't need to get into them. They're misogynists, and uh, you know what? To hell with them. The only good thing coming out of Barstool is that they got Pat McAfee for me. That's it. You can disagree, whatever. But also, Barstool is from Boston, and I hate Boston. So, even if I didn't care for the misogyny bullcrap that they have, they're from Boston, and they cheer on the Bruins, and they sponsored the Bruins' towel for Game 2, and they lost Game 2. Go ahead and put that and just, I don't know. No, screw it, I'll say it. This is a podcast. Go ahead and shove that down your suck hole. Your stupid towel. So Derek says I'm not going to go into it, then proceeds to go into it. It was very brief. Okay. Also, suck it, they lost. With your name on the towel, suck it. Game two goes to St. Louis. Suck it! 
Game three is now Saturday. And St. Louis. In St. Louis. What would you think of the first two games so far? Even. Exactly how the series is. And it's going to be tough to get your goals the way that Bennington and Rask have been playing. Bennington was great in game one. But then St. Louis' defense was better in game two. Yeah. Boston had 20 shots. And I don't even have to say through three periods because guess who had the puck the whole damn time in overtime? Yeah. That was such a dominant overtime for St. Louis. Boston only won game one because St. Louis was on the penalty kill for a sixth of the game. They took five penalties. And you can't really generate that much offense with that regard. That and also because they ride their top three defenders so much. Petrangelo, Pareko, and Bomeister all played over tw- like 22 minutes. Everybody, The other three def- defensemen didn't even play like 15. These are the guys of, are like Edmondson, of that. Bortuzzo, and uh, Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson, who got the game, the game winner. winner. Because but Dunn isn't fully Dunn ready to come back. Dunn is still injured. He's dealing with that face they injury. Him. They need him back. He's he, still was, dealing, he was skating with the cage in practice, but he's still not ready to go. Dude broke his jaw. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Give him some credit. Oh, yeah. No, like. That's an unfortunate injury. The team needs him back, though, because he was playing really well for them. And yes. He's really, he's really helped out in that top four regard. But. He could take, he could take some of the pressure off of Petrangelo, Bomeister, and Pareko. The way that Bortuzzo, who scored, and. Weird. Gunnarsson, the way those two played in game two, it's like, these are your bottom pair guys? Okay. We can roll with this. If Boston's going to boast that forward depth, if your bottom pairing defenders are going to play like that, sign me up. And that's exactly what you're seeing from this yeah, team. They had a good, yeah, they had a good game. Yeah. They had a great game, the two yeah. of them. Edmondson, not so much. No. But you're seeing a, ga- you're seeing a series that you really got to grind out these goals. Mm-hmm. You're seeing some skilled plays. But these two teams are so good at combating it with defensive play that you got to get guys to the net. You got to get guys there. Alex Pietrangelo was screening Tuka Rask on the game winner from Gunnarsson. Yeah, they had they had the uh, extra attacker on a delayed penalty, but that shift in overtime from St. Louis, three different lines controlled that puck the entire time. It was wacky to see. By wacky, I mean awesome, because it wasn't Boston. It's the depth that St. Louis has in forwards. They have they have both of these a teams. guy. Yeah, they so have, it must they have be a guy so, in all four. It lines. must be so damn nice to have four lines that you can roll confidently with getting yeah. offensive chances. Must be so nice. I hate our team. Our team hates us. Clearly, it stinks though for St. Louis that Robert Thomas is now injured and out. Yeah. They, that's a big blow. That's a huge blow. Because uh, yeah, they hurts. did replace him with Robbie Fabry. And Fabry's not really what I would call a schlub. Oh, the dude could score. It's just unfortunate how his career is kind of trailed off. Yeah. Really unfortunate. He was man on fire to start his career and then Because I remember like And we then were he lost about... two years of his career. Yeah, with injuries and everything. Because like, I remember Robbie Fabry was one of those guys I wanted from St. Louis. Yeah. And then he keeps getting injured, and I'm like, okay, I guess not. Hey, what about this Robert Thomas guy? They're not giving him up? Okay, fine. Tage Thompson? All right, let's see what happens. I wanted, man. I wanted Jordan Kyrou so bad. But, but anyway, yeah, that team is in the cup final. Yeah, they are. There they are. Must be nice to have a second-line center that uh, didn't skate fast, so your coach didn't want him as an optimal player for his lineup, and then played a bunch of Vladimir Saboko to make, make up for it. Because it wasn't the comments of Ryan O'Reilly. It was the fact that he didn't seem like a scheme fit for Phil Housley, who's gone after two years. Maybe we should have held on to that guy. Yes, I'm finally now at the we regret Ryan O'Reilly trade thing. 
I really didn't care at first, but now I'm going to say it. Finally. Sure. Because I was thinking about that. I'm like, he wasn't fit for Phil Housley because he was a slower skater. That's why they got rid of him. I know that. But he's a great player, and you traded him because he didn't fit for the guy that lasted two years because he's a boob of a coach. When you think about it that way, it hurts your soul. No, it does. It does. But I I think I wouldn't have had as much confidence in the San Jose Sharks to give Boston a run for their money than I do with St. Louis. So I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Yeah. I just know that Sabres Twitter will be a cesspool if Ryan O'Reilly wins. Oh, it's a cesspool no matter what. It you, does not matter what happens. You know what it you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. It's gonna be unbearable. It's unbearable right now. I don't think it'll be It's unbearable No it tomorrow. Can, it it's will, unbearable yesterday. Don't say that just because it's bad now, it's not gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse no matter what. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because if Boston, it's gonna get, it's gonna be worse no, until the team wins. Boston, if Boston wins the cup, at least then the fans will say, at least Ryan O'Reilly didn't get a cup. And if Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly wins a cup, yeah, no, and then but then if Saint, but then if Boston does win, it's gonna be, oh well, we got the defending champs in our division. Now Sabers are never gonna go anywhere. That's not what people will think. That's not what those people will think. Because first off, your division's stacked anyway. Cup champion or not. You have the regular season strong arm in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Toronto's good enough to make the playoffs every year. Boston is Boston. You need to make a freaking wild card spot, and you, you had that in your hands and you screwed it up. Now Florida might get Panarin. I don't Probably care about the other teams. Panarin. Win your damn hockey games. Yeah, Play 500 after you were first in the friggin' league. 500. But again, we... boob All of right. coach. All right. Ryan O'Reilly's not a fit for the guy who couldn't help his team I win love half of their games. This went from Sabres Twitter to cesspool to Phil Housley. Huh. Funny how they all connect. I'm a very hateful person. I know you are. I hate a lot of things. Maybe I should get some help. But then I realize I hate help. I don't need help. I hate it. Don't try to pick me up when I've fallen over. I don't want it. Other people can have it, and I won't judge them for it, but I do not want it. I am prideful, damn it. I don't know I'm going on this bit. That's not true. <laughs> Sabres Twitter's a cesspool with the Skinner contract stuff. Even though that's something that we said, hey, this is probably not going to get done until, like, June or July. I said June. I, I rem- said I remember saying we might be waiting until July 1st, sweating I said, bullets. I said around the draft. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a Stamkos thing where, yeah. where we're going to be really sweating it out, but they'll still get it done. But we've noticed, though, the quiet confidence of Jason Bottrell throughout all of this. Anytime anyone asks a question about Jeff Skinner, he says, you know, talks are going well and we're not – you know, there's no problems here. Yeah. Like, he would always express the utmost confidence, whether it was in his words and or that how once he again caused the Sabres Twitter to go into cesspool because it's not done right now. Y'all are insufferable. Calm down. Yeah, I know we suck. And we have the longest playoff drought. Hello, this fan base will never be, friend. This fan base will never be happy until they win. They could they can make the playoffs and then lose in the first round next year and they'll still be pissed off about la- about last season. They could win the Stanley Cup and they'll uh, they'll have something to complain about. Let's be real. Let's not be real on that. I don't want to be real on that, but let's be real. Frank, if someone complains about us winning the Stanley freaking Cup, they're getting karate chopped in the throat because then we don't have yeah. to hear them bitch. Yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah, absolutely. They'll get karate chopped in the they're throat. They're still gonna. I'm, I'm saying they're still gonna do it. They'll get karate chopped in the throat, and then they'll come, have their fingers stepped on because they're gonna, gonna complain tweet about it. 
Because they're going to complain about a about a, a bad call made in a previous game. I'm going to judo chop them in the throat so I don't hear them talk. I will watch you do that. And then I'm going to step on their toes when they're, like, on the ground worrying about the fact that they just got judo chopped in the throat so that they can't tweet right away. No, nah, you know what? I won't do that. That's a little too crazy. I'll just throw their phone and break it. Because if you're complaining about the Sabres winning the Stanley Cup, you're doing life wrong. <laughs> You should be out partying with the rest of us. Yeah. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Also, that would mean that my hair looks like the Krugs. Yes. And I am all for that. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of stupid things, Frank. Yeah. It is time for the Dummy of the Week. Dante, I'm trying to fight these demons, but I'm dummy thick and the clap of my ass keeps alerting them. That's right. It's time for the Dummy of the Week. And uh, I've got, unfortunately, i got some bad news. I haven't found anyone really stupid over the past week. Here is the problem. I exist. <laughs> I was about to say, I did. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> so, here's the story. And if some of you have seen this tweet already, you will know it is only from yesterday. It is. This is fresh. And again, I don't have a dummy of the week to nominate, but the bad thing is, is that I exist. Yep. And therefore, if I do something stupid or if Frank does something stupid and we see it with our own eyes, well, guess who's getting thrown into the fire? So Frank and I are watching the uh, Stanley Cup Finals yesterday, and we get some food, we get some pizza, Mm -hmm. and I decide as a joke, because I'm a jerk, to buy Frank the orange vanilla Coca-Cola that they have been all about promoting. Here's the problem. It's not very good. And I tell that to Derek. And I don't believe him. So Derek proceeds to try it. First off, though, I bought it as a troll job for Frank, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll be nice. I'll get him a regular Coke instead as well. I'll buy that as well in case he doesn't like this orange vanilla Coca-Cola. Derek has not realized that I have already tried said orange vanilla Coke and did not like it from when I tried it before. And I proceed to tell him that. Yeah, I've had this before. It stinks. So now I'm like, what the hell do I do with this bottle? Might as well drink it. I bought it. Have you ever had perfume sprayed in your mouth? (laughs) Drink a Coke and then get perfume sprayed in your mouth. And that's orange vanilla Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. There is... is the dummy of the week. It me, Derek Kramer, for drinking an orange vanilla Coca-Cola and thinking that it would actually be a halfway good idea. See, the dummy thing is not you actually drinking it. It's you thinking it would have been good. Or that it wouldn't have been a bad idea. Yeah. That's what makes you dummy of the week. Fair. And with that, this concludes another... Segment of the Dummy of the Week. Why do I do things? Because you're you. I guess. I guess. Last time I tried to try something for the sake of humanity or for myself to sate my own curiosity. NBA Finals tonight, game one. Do you know Toronto actually hosts, like, is like, they've got home court advantage? On Golden State. Oh, yeah, because uh, the Raptors were the second-best team in the league, overall record. That's right. The West was uh, a little competitive this year because the Nuggets were number one for a while, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, Golden State's the number one seed. Toronto's the number two seed. But Toronto hasn't has a better record than Golden State. You got me real confused there. 
The, oh, Milwaukee. they're a higher seed because Milwaukee existed. Yeah. But yet Toronto still had a better regular season record than Golden State Warriors. Yes. Where the West was really, really competitive this year, and Denver was at one point. Well, think about this. So and then, Golden State's the one seed in the West. Yes. They went 57-25 and 25 in the regular season. Toronto's a two seed in the East. They have 58 wins. Milwaukee was number one with 60. Right, that's right, because the Eastern Conference sucks. I remember this now. And the West, yes, more competitive because after the Raptors, it's Golden State, and this is overall record. Denver, Portland, Houston. Next four teams were all West. Yes. But, again, we're so used to Golden State running away with things that the Raptors having the better record kind of surprises me. Yeah. So, yeah, the Raptors have home court advantage. They host games one and game two. So Toronto gets to kick off the NBA Finals at home. Does it mean anything in the end? I want it to so bad. Hopefully. We'll we'll see by Monday what happens. Because the first two games will be played, and I will be letting you know if there is a series worth watching. Because I'm going to just watch from afar tonight. Not get too, uh, not get too optimistic. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. <sighs> I don't think I've got anything else to talk about, Frank. I'm all out of ideas. I think I broke my brain with this whole bad math radio to start the show. That was fun. I don't know, man. It was fun. It was kind of bad. Nobody wants to hear about numbers. I don't want to hear about numbers, and I said them. Who likes numbers? I would say nerds, but I am a nerd. Yeah, I have fun trying to, you know, figure out what the Sabres are going to do in the offseason still. That's fair, but maybe we And should. that means you have to use the numbers. Your mom uses the numbers. This has been the Leftovers Podcast, Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. <laughs> and we come at you every, generally every Monday, every Thursday on WGR550.com. We took Memorial Day off. That was Tuesday's episode that we did for Monday. And, uh... We're all good there. We're caught up. Kyle Powell will be rejoining us on Monday with three up, three down. We'll see what happens next in the NBA Finals. We'll see what happens next with the Stanley Cup Finals. Game three over the weekend as well. Who knows what other stupid things we come up with. Hopefully the Jeff Skinner deal gets done. If it's not, well, guess what? Don't worry about it. Because they're going to get the deal done. So calm your stuff, Twitter. Saber Twitter. Be cool. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.